0: The following is brought to you by The Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today. At Powerslam.tv.
1: This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BW, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular dude, ravish and flow. But this shit rule. C. James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered. Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it. Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five. Before you hit and talk bob your head side to side. This one nation radio, and this is the beginning. It's Rich, and I'm here with James. It's time to listen to one nation. We got lunch the, the power of the, of the This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to
0: One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey.
1: Welcome to. January 13th edition of One Nation Radio. My name is Rich Ladd, of course. I'm here with my co-host James Boyd. And we are back after some technical difficulties. Uh, if you caught this live on the stream, if not, don't worry about it. If you guys are watching uh, or listening on the podcast later, you have no idea what we're talking about. But um, None. what's going on with you, James? None.
0: Doing good. Uh, like I said, on the last time we tried to start this thing up, uh, between... uh. Between takeover Blackpool and the NFL playoff games, it's been a fun weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Um <clears throat> they um had a it's been an eventful week. And um, you know, if you guys are checking this out live or hearing it later Make sure you guys are reviewing us on uh, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you guys listen to us. Always helps a lot. And always um, have your friends check out uh, Power Slam. Yeah, check out our friends at Power Slam TV. Uh, the link will be in the annotation of this podcast if you're a fan of independent wrestling. Uh, they have over 4,000 hours of footage from all around the world. Use the code Suplex to get your free month's trial. James, NXT TakeOver Blackpool, what were your first impressions of this uh, event?
0: Yeah, uh yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good show. Um I really enjoyed the the main event and I really enjoyed <clears throat> the opener. Uh most. Um it was actually fun to see Finn Balor be kind of like the NXT Finn Balor as opposed to the guy that they go out there and have the same match over and over and over um more or less every single week. So that w- that was fun. Um and I and I, you know, I thought that the um, that the Dennis and and Master match was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I would I would say that I'm kind of disappointed with the um well, not kind of disappointed but like I thought the I thought the Rhea Ripley and um, Tony Star match would be a little bit better. But other than that, like I thought it was a, I thought it was a great step forward for for two K. 2k my god the uk (laughs) and um and what they're trying to do out there and and moving forward because obviously you know they're not nearly as loaded as and have as much depth as um top quality depth as the domestic version of of nxt but for you know i spotlighting who they have their actual you know jimmy stars i thought they did a really good job
1: yeah um If you guys are, you know, regular fans of the UK show, there are a lot of jags on that show. And luckily, we didn't have to see any of them uh, in action, like your Dan Maloney's and um, Kenny Williams, like all those dudes, like they got left uh, by the wayside uh, on this one. But what we did see, I thought we got two, you know, very good matches, Uh, one of them possibly great and, you know. We got pretty much the outline, and, and I tried to kind of let this takeover stand on its own merits rather than compare it to uh, the takeovers that we have going now because, you yeah. know, you can draw a line, and we've talked about this before, from NXT TakeOver Dallas on, literally. And it's mm-hmm. just like the quality goes from here to here. So I thought, you know, we were going to be somewhere between the pre-version of that like, and what we are mm-hmm. now. So And I think they landed yeah.
0: comfortably in that range. I agree. I, I agree with it. Like, there wasn't a single bad match on this card, um, and honestly, I would say there's not. A, there wasn't a single match on this card that wasn't at the very least good. So just just based off of that, it's like you've given me as much. You know, you've given me as much as I can ask for from um, any WWE product. So uh, you know, good. I mean, from that end, it's like you did. You did the job. Like, I I'd really agree. Like, this would have been one of the better like pre Nakamura NXT takeovers.
1: Yeah, man. I agree. Um... So, um, I guess we can just start right at the main event. It was Pete Dunne uh, defending the UK championship against Joe coffee. Pete Dunn came into the, uh, event holding the belt for 600 days. They're openly calling him the longest champion of the, of the modern era. They're bringing up Bruno San Martino. They're bringing up Hulk Hogan, um, just uh, just just absolute dominance by by Dunn, and it's warranted uh it looks like he's got a challenge on, on his hands coming shortly and we'll get that to a second but first this match um what did you think of this match James because I I don't know if we got we're, we're on the same page different page be interesting. I haven't talked to you really about it
0: um I knew it was gonna be good because Arthur was gonna be good or even great when it turn out to actually get to great at um at certain points because uh, you have Pete Dunne in there, right? Um, Coffee, I I saw him during the the last UK tournament, day one and two. Uh, I think I think he got to the semifinal mm-hmm. um, against Gibson <clears throat> before he turned. Actually, no, um, I take that back. He got eliminated before because he turned heel in the middle of that thing with his brother at the end. Um, but anyway, yeah, I uh, I thought the match was going to be really good because I know Coffee can can keep up with Dun, but um, I just think that it, it, it went too long. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it just ran into a problem where after the second, um, after the second kick out of from the bitter end, you're just like, what are they going to do to top this thing? And it turned out to be we're going to have a massive bosh in this match, <laughs> and we're going to play it off, and they go through it again, and then they may or may not have screwed it up again. Who knows? But they moved on. And like, by that point in time they had passed their peak And you know the match had to go However long it needed to go Because reasons they can't just you know call it But um I, th- I thought it was a like four and a half star match yeah. Um that, it, it, But it, it but it definitely went past the peak It probably wouldn't I don't know it felt like maybe like Over five minutes longer than it should have gone So <clears throat> I thought
1: When I first came into the match I was like well I don't think Joe Coffey's like the kind of guy that is, you know, like a main event level guy. Like I didn't see him on Pete Dunn's level. Um, right. and, and then the match started and I was like, oh, okay, I, yeah, this is kind of what we expected It started moving slow. Then it picked up like a lot, like it got really good, really quick. And and I was like, wow, maybe yeah, this that- guy has, has some talent. Maybe he's, he's actually worthy of being in there uh, with Dunn. And then at the end, it, I was I didn't fall back to that pre um, match plays, but I was like, oh, okay, he's actually not like <laughs> that that dude. This was a gotcha. Pete Pete Dunne, like you know deal, and you know no disrespect to Joe Coffey or anything, but it was like you know I I saw him as a guy that that Pete Dunn could beat this entire time. I think what hurt right. the match for me was I didn't believe for a second that Coffee would win. Um, but, you know, as far as like the action, like, they tried to make it epic and I think they got really close. It looked like it went over really well in the building. I ended up going oh, yeah. four and a half, but like for me, how good it was in the middle, it was on pace. Like so oh, yeah. yeah, it was on pace. I
0: never I think the thing for me was that it, it got the gate, um, so slow that for me I just could never get I could never wrap my mind or I couldn't just wrap my mind around like, oh yeah, like once it picked up and it did pick up that it was actually we actually got to if it kept going, it would have gotten the five stars for me. It was just more or less like, well, I mean, maybe if it, you know, maybe if they never, if they kept it going for another, you know, as long after that second one, as well as they did, to get to that point after the second bitter end, maybe, but I've kind of felt like that was your time ended there. Like, and on a high note, go away and then go home. Uh, but you know, this was a really good match. And as far as like coffee, um, I felt the same way you did as far as like, yeah, he's not going to win. But if they were going to put over that faction, um, <clears throat> and ha- and have you know all the quote unquote stars on the brand chase, then you know it would it would have made it, it. If that's a lot you were following through, I could see how you go that route. I, I for me, I just I wouldn't. I would save uh, done losing the title to the next person that's going to carry the brand once done leaves. Um, uh, but you know, who knows what their plans are or their, or their agenda or whatever else. So we'll, so who knows where to go from there?
1: Yeah. I, like I said, like it was, and they ended up doing my exact booking. Like if you guys want to, you know, I, I think I've gone, you know, and said this on podcasts, I may, I know for sure I've tweeted about it and I also put it in the wrestling square circle, Facebook group. We ended up getting the debut of Walter, uh, and that was like the idea. Like, have him go over uh, coffee really strong, and then have Walter come out and essentially be the next challenge. And then, you know, that goes to take over New York. And then you have Pete Dunne finally lose the belt to this motherfucker, and it's like, that's your top star for uh, the UK now. And then you can get Pete Dunne on on the road, essentially.
0: The, The main roster?
1: Something like <laughs> like like whether we're seeing this guy more like something like why not call him up at this point? Like they're just fucking off at this point. You already uh, know how I feel about this.
0: Well you know the reason why they're not gonna call or you know or there's two reasons why you don't want to call it up. Well not well not want to, it's whatever, but um one you look at his size, look at his body, you look at it and you look at his look, and it's not gonna be something that Vince is gonna like. You just know it. Um, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if he's the best technical wrestler in the world, perhaps, sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the, on the, I'm not as much on the, uh, Sabre train as most people, but like after, if you want to say Sabre, fine, but like after that, it's, it's done in the conversation. Um, but I, I just, I just have a hard time imagining him going to the main roster and like not getting, um, and not getting like a three-week push and then like putting the pile of toys with everybody else that just, you know, came up NXT, got chewed up, and spat out by the machine. Um I will I wish I was wrong. I wish I hope I'm wrong on that because he's awesome, but I have a hard time imagining him them letting him like throw hands at the end of matches with like dudes that are, you know, eight feet, eight inches taller than him. They'll be like, it's not believable. And it's like your WWE champion Daniel Fucking Bryan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Figure> <laughs> why don't you learn this lesson yet? Yeah, figure it out. Right? Um, yeah.
1: What do you make of the uh of the Walter debut?
0: I loved it, and it it it, it kind of, in a way, um, reminded me of when Owens debut. Like, Owen shows up, he beats the hell out of juice out of Juice, and then um. And you know, everybody knows who he is. So like, go out there and 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 show your presence and whatever else. Like, granted, they didn't show he uh, he didn't have um, a busted nose like Kevin Owens did, or did a moon or a moonsault or uh, moonsault, or I'm sorry, a tope, But whatever, uh, he came out and he showed he showed like people, everyone knew who he was. And you know that's a big thing. Like he came out and he looked, he looked and felt like a star and you kind of have an immediate idea what the direction is. So it's was like, it, it, for me, like it was kind of similar to the oldest thing in that sense is like, you knew the second that like, what's, once Zane won the title and he crossed his friend, like, you knew that was the next media program like this. He shows in front of him, He's like, that's immediately next program. And I can't wait to see it because these two are going to try to murder each other.
1: Yep, And we're not bringing Walter in to, to be another dude on a brand. We're not bringing him in here right. to be a Jag, um, that has a right. second match on the weekly TV show. No, he's a top star. Right. He could be on top on Monday night. Raw. If he show ch- if he chooses to, um, yeah, this is Dunn versus Walter is going to be excellent, and I can only hope that it happens in New York when we're there.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And selfishly, you'd be like, yeah, that's what that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. Selfishly, but um, I mean, given that you know, if you say what's what is there for Dunn to do, um, at at New York or whatever the hell they're calling it, uh, I mean, outside of like you know, face Gargano, or I don't know, but like, yeah, like it, the Walter thing will be will fit in perfectly. But I don't know if you want to necessarily just you know steal that from UK when you know like that's going to be that's what everybody wants um, over across the pond. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of they kind of have to have some restraint on that from that. And I think, but but either wherever they masters. put it is going to be great. Yeah, wherever look wherever they put it is going to be great. And the crowds will be electric. I, but I will say this: I think that if it's over in the UK, like. That that crowd, that crowd was incredible. So, like, I would love for them to have that. Yeah. Just to watch it. <clears throat>
1: um, Yeah, but overall in the match, uh, I, I think it, it could have reached another higher level. They did get to a certain level. Um, I'm still glad Pete Dunne's the champion, though. He's he's incredible. Like, he's one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you don't well,
0: ever feel cheated when you watch him. And that's another part about, like, if you end <clears throat> up, if he ends up on a roster, you're going to get a lot of that because everybody you feel like. Damn, like I felt like I could have got a, I could have got a match if I saw this person, this person, and they got X amount of time, and they didn't do a goofy ass finish, right, or whatever else, or they need to send a feud, even though like now we're in an era where there are no automatic rematches, so there is no need to send a feud. The feud ends at the match, but <laughs> so we'll see say. how this goes. So we'll see how this goes, seeing how all the rematch, title rematches, we're getting anyway. Yeah.
1: Um up next we had uh the NXT UK Women's Championship Tony Storm defeating Rhea Ripley for the championship uh in their second meeting. Um originally, you know, Rhea Ripley was the champion, defeated her in the uh you know, on the show and Tony came back and got the victory here. Uh James, you're a big Tony Storm fan. What what did you think about this match?
0: You know, the first match, uh they told the story of Tony got hurt by taking a bump off the apron and hurt her back and she really couldn't didn't really just couldn't um hold out anymore cuz her back was in so much pain and she ended up losing the uh, the title. And then we go to this match and they didn't plan into that at all. And I get, and so that kind of, you know, got me um as to why they bothered going through all that detail in their video package to just do that and then, you know, kind of discard it. Um I felt like, you know, Um, any, any extra layers you can add helps, right? Um, uh, you know, I've seen both of them have better matches than this, but I I thought their match the first time was better than this, but yeah, this one didn't, um, it it didn't really do it for me. Like I didn't think
1: it was a bad match or anything, but I didn't get excited about it. It was way too much Rhea Ripley beating Tony Storm's ass, like the whole match. And then when Tony Storm wins, like she just does this overwhelming shock, surprising, Every match, it seems like, and it's just like, "Yo, act like a star!"
0: Like, <laughs> like, like. I, I think the thing is, her on NXT. I'm sorry, her in the Mayhem Classic, um, and her in matches that aren't that weren't in the tournament. Um, she she wrestles different. She and I feel like it's for the better. Um, when she doesn't rust like she's an underdog, because she ain't no fucking underdog. Like she's not a small, she is not a small woman for the women's division, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's average sized, whatever. Like, granted, I'm not saying she, she's definitely not Rhea Ripley or or, or uh, Charlotte or uh, or uh, Kavita Devi or any of these other damn Goliaths or Amazons. Um, but she's average sized woman, and she she's not some you know stick out there. So she she should you know. She's an advertised woman. She should wrestle like she's an advertised woman, supposed to feel like she's like working from underneath, always and constantly, in um, or in this match. I won't say always and constantly, but in this match, in particular. So yeah, I get I get you on that one. Um, I felt like if they wanted her to work from underneath, then they should have used that, used the back thing. Like she mm-hmm. has another spot. Her she reactivates the injury. And you go from there. Yeah. That, that'd be fine. Um, but. They decided to just have her just literally pound on and pound it on and pound, it on, and pound it on and pound it on and pound it on and then throwing a couple whole spots get pounded on some more and then she she snuck one is like it hit her okay. face a
1: couple times like it, yeah I yeah. yeah
0: and and a match where literally Rhea Ripley her tall ass at the beginning of the match ran in from Tony Storm it's like <laughs> it I, I felt like they were just it felt like they were just doing shit they weren't like telling a story you're just having a match
1: yeah and um, I
0: mean that's fine but the match wasn't like. That kind of like excellently uh, worked in exchanges and reversals and, and sequences of action to actually get you into a, get you into it the way they should have if you had instead just tried to focus on the story. So, so I, I get why people, you know, I get why you know you weren't in love with the match, and I wasn't in love with the match either. I just, I just thought it was just it was just good, flatly yeah, good. I, and you know, Tony like, cast...
1: good. Yeah, I think I went like three and a quarter on it.
0: Yeah, and Tony Storm only really has very good matches, but it just it just didn't work out this time. Yeah,
1: um, <clears throat> the next match I wanted to talk about was the the Eddie Dennis and Dave Master. Oh, sorry.
0: Hold on, one thing. What do you think is next What do you think is next for for the title now? I mean, <laughs> Tony Storm gonna hold that
1: bitch like she's Pete Dunn. Like, <laughs> oh like what, look, look,
0: look, who? You else really think so? Look, who else
1: gonna beat her on that on on the UK brand Dakota Kai? No. Oh, took her, oh,
0: did she blow her knee out? Oh, know she did her blow her knee is.
1: out. She did blow her knee out. I think so. She definitely ain't gonna beat her, but she wasn't gonna beat her no way. <laughs> um, oh, you know, on, Tegan Knox could come back from injury. Um,
0: Killer, Killer Kelly's not gonna be the champion. Killer
1: Kelly's there. Uh, they've got Millie McKenzie there. Ziya Brookside. It looks think, like it I needs to be Zia, on Tony for a while.
0: Ziya has a chance, but like,
1: it needs to be on Tony for think... at least a while. Like in you know me, yeah. but. I think she should be on the main roster
0: but um well, yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah next match all you need to do is watch the first main and know she should have been on the main, on the main roster yeah
1: um we had uh Eddie Dennis against Dave Massive in a no DQ match and this match was much better than one may have thought it would have been uh yes <laughs> the man they call Massive uh came out there and uh and got the victory like uh and he Impressed me. He hit, hit did some flipping. He showed he was agile. Showed he was tough. Um, and yeah. Eddie Dennis like was, was no slouch. I think there there are some questions about the ring gear to be had. Uh, but as, oh, soon, yes. as soon as he figures that out, I think he's going to be a valuable asset for the UK because he looks different than you know all the five ten white guys that they have and. <laughs> They, they, they're just overflood with them in, in the UK K scene. Like, and that's why I said massive stands out. Uh, Dennis stands look, out. Man,
0: look, look, I know you said, look, you're right. It is especially, uh, homogenous in the, in the UK scene. However, this is a problem. This is a issue that we had amongst the U S scene too, as well. Correct. So let's not, let's not shortchange that. Correct. Bunch, plenty of 10, plenty of five ten white boys. Yeah. Plenty of,
1: them. <laughs> so, um, uh what'd you think of this match? guy? I thought this was hard hitting. It was excellent use. It, it made this match because the rest of them were going to be like singles matches or a tag match. These guys kind of got the freedom to experiment a little. And I think they took uh, enough advantage of the no DQ stipulation without whoring it out, uh, to say, say the least.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dennis's strength really impressed me. Um, I like, I like how the, I like how they had a progressive, how, how they progressed in, you know, uh, there are sequences of spots and what they were building to. I like, I like that. Um, I, you know, this was a good match. Uh and I, you know, I, I, this was the first time I ever thought like Dennis was, um, anything was actually like, <sighs> uh, this first time I felt like his work actually like matched his, his, uh, his character stuff that he's been doing. Uh, uh-huh. right. Where, where he's like, you know, like I was, I was dri- I was driving Pete Dunne to these shows. He became a fucking star, <laughs> and then they show picture. They picture of Pete Dunne like he's looking like a damn geek. And so, like, yeah, like I, I I appreciate. I I thought that like, I thought like he came. I thought he came to play um, in a way that I didn't think he could before. Um, so that was cool. Mastiff. I'm always like Mastiff. Like at that, I think Mastiff in the UK uh, tournament had a match with. Um, it may have been Coffee. And like, dude, like, I so I knew. I don't know if you were that familiar with him or whatever. You have seen him in his matches, but like, or squash matches, but like, he 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 does an excellent squash match. Rich, you oh check yeah, his yeah.
1: I, I've se- I've seen a couple
0: of his squash matches. Dude, he crushes them, with little fucking geeks. It's amazing. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. Like, I thought I thought this I thought it was a good showing. Um, I would like to see them do something else in a different. Uh, I like to see them do something else. Um, or massive, particularly like. I like to see how you interact with, um, say, someone like Flash Morgan Webster. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, like I'm not a person that that watch has watched every single episode. Like maybe they've done that before. I'd have to go back and look. But I like to see how he does with the rest of the roster because I think it'd be some like there's, his. He brings diversity to the game, so I like to see like what that match looked like with Flash Morgan Webster or it looks like with Travis Banks. So um, yeah, or, or Jordan Devlin, even, even though I, I have an idea because it's like just imagine how it'd be Finn Balor. But yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, uh, I think I went about like 3.75 on this one, uh, maybe 3.5, but uh, it, I didn't have a problem with the match. Um, <clears throat> after that, uh, speaking of Jordan De- uh, Devlin and Finn Balor, so uh, we thought we were getting a Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin match, and Jordan Devlin whooped that man's ass and pretty much got him out of, the, out of there. They said that they were going to uh, replace him because they anticipated uh, Jordan uh, Devlin's fuckery, and... He was replaced with none other than Finn Balor, who looked like a goddamn superstar when he came out there.
0: Yeah, he absolutely did. I uh, liked his gear. Um, uh, I think Josh in the thread said he looked like '96 Lex Luger, and I was like, Why do you have to ruin things, Josh? You just, you just <laughs> always have to. He popped me with that one. <sighs> anyway, um, but yeah, like. It's a really good match, and uh, you kind of – for is one of those things where you get to appreciate, like, that the intense, not-always-smiling Finn Balor uh, could work. Um, and actually, like, has more to offer than just, like, doing your little standard TV match. And no me wrong, like, he's one of the better people on the roster at doing TV matches at this point, but it feels like that's all you really get out of him, you know. Um, so – and it's not really like he did all like anything crazy in the match at all. It's just like he just added a little bit more stuff. And, um, you know, uh, I thought it was a really good match. I thought uh, Devlin played up a good heel. Like, I really enjoyed when he yelled out, like, uh, great wrestler, better coach. Like, I thought that was cool. Um, I <sighs> It's kind of hard because it was one of those mirror match deals, but... Um, I really wanted. I really can't wait to see the uh, the Devlin Banks match when they actually have it.
1: Yeah, like I, I really like Jordan Devlin a lot. Uh, I think he's going to be really really good and and shock some people uh, in the upcoming year. I pretty much got into him uh, pretty much recently uh, through that match that he had with Pete Dunn, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was awesome to see Balor come out, get that superstar re- reaction, sh- and then just the what way that he looked in there is just like he just wrestles different like it just it just feels better um it it wasn't like this blow away match so once again Finn Balor doesn't have the best match on a takeover but never mind that
0: <laughs> um we're still doing this to him <laughs> all these years we still doing this to him damn but wow. but you're right though I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I thought we had, I thought we moved past that. Apparently, yeah, we, yeah. Still moved past. You know, we, we still yeah we still <laughs> holding
1: hold that against them. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that um, that that Jordan Devlin and Finn Balor put on an excellent match. Uh, just like you know, it it added to the show. It didn't take away from the show. It wasn't like this blow away match, but. There was only so strong that they were going to make Jordan Devlin look against Finn Balor. There was never any point in the match that you thought uh, Devlin was going to win. It it was like out of the family of the Cesaro Sammy Zayn match, but I would say the Zayn and Cesaro match was a little bit better. Um, It's just good for Devlin to get that look.
0: I, um, I think those matches are such are. I think those. I I don't think it's a little bit better. I think they're clearly better, but, um, but yeah, I get you to say like, we point exactly. It's like, just add to add to somebody that you're putting on the undercard by having them fight somebody that's on the quote unquote main roster. So, so yeah, I definitely get that. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's gonna regardless of whatever they did, it was going to be really hard to like, try to get the crowd back into it after what they saw in the opener. So, so yeah, I guess, uh, you want to transition there? Yeah. Uh, I think I went on uh, 3.75 on that match,
1: but, um, the opener, I think, this was the class of the evening, um, <laughs> and, and that's no disrespect to any of the other matches that came after it. But uh, mustache, or excuse me, yeah, mustache mountain <laughs> took on uh, Zach, G- Zach Gibson, and James Drake. And as far as like tag team matches go, this is everything I want. I want an epic feeling. I want it fast paced. I want athleticism. I want great hot tags. I want, you know heels that that can slow the match down when it needs to be but also can wrestle at the same time and they're just not fucking off um i i like this match a lot i know josh likes this match more than me but uh i went four and a half on this match as well
0: yeah um i think uh i think it probably would have been a better i think it probably could have been a better match if they had um cut off a few minutes on the back end but whatever the match is incredible uh, i think i think the main thing is that um, i think the main thing is that like this clearly showed that like Travis Banks is the yano not sure sorry uh, Trent Seven is the yano like every time like it was clear like he's there to get heat he's a he's a really good wrestler really 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 good wrestler and always getting wood but every time be every but Every time they got heat and then they put in uh, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate looked like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Every single time. It was incredible. And they got to a point where it happened twice. And then, uh, like, Gibson and, and Dude realized, like, look, we got to take this motherfucker out he's gonna, because he's going because he's so good that he can beat both of us ourselves. He's And then real. they did that freaking, that Tope Doomsday device, which is incredible looking. And I, like, I thought that, like, he spanned off his shoulder so fast, I didn't know where he was going to land or how he was going to land, so I was, like, worried. But then I saw he was okay, and I was like, okay. But, like, it clearly showed that, like, they're a great team, but if you can take out their star player, you got yourself a chance, and they're champions. And, I mean, that's cool that they got the hill faction off to a, off to a good start. They needed something. Um, and I, But I do wonder, like, are they going to turn this to a chase thing or – are they go already going to move up or build another uh, baby face team like underneath? I, I mean, I haven't watched enough to know, but because I've really been more or less cherry picking, like British strongest' Style to beat dumb matches, uh, so uh, that's kind of I kind of wonder like what's next for the tag division if there is a next. Maybe they just immediately go do a rematch. Who knows? But I, I would love to see a rematch between these two because the match is awesome.
1: <laughs> I think they they do with a rematch, and I think they um put the belt on Gibson and um Drake because. They wanted to give Gibson something. Uh, Tyler Bate has already been the champion before. Uh, they obviously can't put the belt on Gibson right now, The meaning the main singles belt. So oh. stick him there as a tag team champion in the meantime. And then, you know, the next time, you know, he's able to, whenever Walter wins the belt, you know, he can be devious. It looks like they're playing Walter as a face at the moment. Um, yeah. So he could be a challenger down the road, something like that. But this gives him like that credibility. Um, you know, with folks
0: that haven't yeah. heard of, of him, before. Know. yeah, especially with like, it's also funny because he's Liverpool's number one, and nobody loves no nobody loves Zach Gibson. Yeah, they were yeah. in Liverpool, and nobody, nobody ain't no, and a no soul in that building except for maybe his mama was out there uh, rooting for. Yeah, take your shoe yeah. off if you don't yeah, like Zach
1: Gibson. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I kept the shoes. All you Justin see the is case. shoes in the air. Yes, that's like, hilarious. Look,
0: look, he he is a really good wrestler. Like his run through that tournament um, this year was um was like it was a showcase in how to be a heel and not be boring. Uh huh. Because we you know yo know, you love the you, people love to talk about the he's a heel he's not supposed to actually you know be good at wrestling. Uh uh-huh. It's like this bullshit. Um, like like Gibson is in that is very much in that cold that cola where it's like look I'm a heel. I'm not doing anything cool. The people supposed to be doing the cool things are the babyface when they try to get themselves over. And my thing is to help facilitate this, help show the star that they are. And I appreciate that because a lot of these people like a lot of people act like it's it's some really hard thing to actually have an entertaining match while being a bad guy. It ain't.
1: Yeah, I I think Ric Flair kind of like perfected it. Um, so <laughs> you know it, it it sounds like bullshit. I, I,
0: I, I normally hold the Ric Flair thing and keep that holstered and, and at a later time. Like, if you want to go back and forth, I'm going to drop that big face Joker on you. Yeah. Look like you like you're a dumbass and leave. Right. And you just like, no, nah, I'm just going to use Straight it immediately.
1: To it. Straight to it. No, no okay. bullshit. Um, But yeah, I, I think overall this was um a fantastic show. Uh, excellent uh, opening takeover chapter for uh, the UK division. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Uh, obviously, we look like we have the Walter Pete done. Hopefully, you know, they can they can build out the card and then start adding to that depth. Like, you know, I think there's an opportunity to, you know, do a lot of cross matches between, you know, some of the guys that, like there's a top seven essentially in the uh, regular NXT right now. and It is real hard yeah, to get it, everyone a match. Send someone else yeah, over there.
0: If, yeah, and if we... Um... You know, in about six months, it's probably gonna be a top eight with Riddle coming into it. So, yeah. so yeah, you're definitely right about that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, overall,
1: great show. But uh, up next, we got plenty of other news. Uh, Chris Jericho signs with All Elite Wrestling, and obviously, we we didn't talk about the rally or anything. So, I guess we can go through that. Uh, what'd you think about? Did you catch the rally, James, or did you uh, check out the later video of it?
0: I did not because I had some stuff going on, but I got a lot of, I got most of the details, if not all of them, because I um you know, uh, pe- people reporting on it. And then also the thread was just, just, just a blaze amongst with, with the likes of you and, and Caleb and Simon or whoever else. So, so yeah, um I, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, everything gets off the ground and it works out and it succeeds because like, I just want to watch good wrestling. like I don't really care where it comes from. Um, uh, but I, 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 do have some, um, some concern or not concerns, but more, uh, questions on what, like, what is actually the plan with Jericho as a, um, as a talent in the future because was he 37, 38? He's 48. I'm sorry. I'm at 48. That's what I'm at. 47, 48. He's in that range. And I wonder like how much is he going to be doing? Um, is he going to be somebody that's going to be there a lot doing uh, character work or is he actually going to be having matches? Um, and, and that's before we even get into, or and that's after like the, the real thing, which is like, what is this show? Is this like a, a thing? Are we just doing big shows and then we're going to air on TV or is this going to be a weekly thing or, or, or do you guys know what you even want yet or, or whatever? So, um, you know, but I, you know, so Whatever. from the reporting, so double, it sounds. They got a bunch of money and they got talent.
1: Yeah, from the reporting, it sounds like there's going to be plans for a weekly show. Um, at some point, uh, mm-hmm. we obviously know about the Double or Nothing show, which is May 25th. There's also a Jacksonville show, uh, and I think we got a couple questions actually about that, but I'll, I'll save that. Uh, but Jericho signing with them, I think, immediately legitimizes them and also and opens them up to. Um, you know, guys that are looking for spots, like, and, and feeling like they can still be on a major league platform and get paid. Um, it all depends on obviously where the TV deal comes from, but Jericho came out in, a, in an interview on Busted Open Radio, said he wouldn't have signed with All Elite if there wasn't, you know, solid things in place. And he says there's like, there's, it's not a matter of them finding a deal, it's a matter of which deal are they going to sign. <laughs> like, there's already deals on deck. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and supposedly it's supposed to be a network that would be like, oh, this is this is dead real. So to me, that sounds like TNT, TBS, ESPN, something like that. Um, I don't know, you know, what else is out there as far as like network television because like I haven't had cable in years. But
0: um, I mean, well, you know, the network. I mean, okay, so there's or, or a big, big cable, cable channels. Sorry, there's big cable. There's big cable, and there's like you know the broadcast stuff, which is CBS, ABC. Um, NBC and Fox, and you know they're never going to be on one of those. But like, if you end up on a on a premium cable or not a premium, yeah, you, know, you end up on like one of the bigger ke- uh, cable uh, channels, and like you're in there, right? Like that's USA. That's a uh, they're not going to be on the USA. You know that, but yeah, I mean like along those along those lines, like that's TBS, TNT, uh, and, and and ESPN and the like. So um, I, I, I'm just taking it I'm. I don't want to get my hopes up too high. I'm just taking it as a wait and see. Like, either way, like I know it's coming, and I'm whatever channel it's on, I'm going to enjoy it because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be really good. But um, I guess I'm trying to keep my expectations down because I don't want to ramp up a- uh, anticipation because, like, you tell me there's going to be a good-ass card, and then you tell me, like, oh, yeah, it's or a good-ass wrestling show, potentially, is going to be coming... X number of months from now, I was like, well, great. I have to wait X number of months. So, like, I'm <laughs> trying to keep that down over on this side because, like, I'm just trying to, you know, keep track of all the stuff that's going on right now, anyway. But, like, I just got a star subscription anyway. So, it's, like, I'm watching I'm watching some of that. But, like, when we get there, I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll, I guess I'll get up there as far as, like, you know, being on the edge of my seat waiting for it, just like everybody else. But, like, right now, I'm trying to stay away from that just to kind of not get over, you know, over my skis on it.
1: Yeah, I'm ready for this shit to get popping. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the announcements. Like, It looks like they're going to get, um, well, they got the one big free agent in Jericho and then the other big fish out there is obviously Kenny Omega. Uh, it looks like right. the WWE thing is not going to happen. Um, and with Omega, it's interesting because he goes into this recluse mode after the Dome. This is like a thing that he does apparently. And with Jericho, it's a non-exclusive deal which gives him room to still do the Jericho Cruise, which gives him the room to still be able to do his podcast, which gives him the room to still be able to do all his concerts, which gives him the room to still work for New Japan. So, if that's happening for Chris Jericho, I would imagine that Kenny Omega's going to get the same deal or better, right?
0: Yeah. And then you also throw in that um, <sighs> you have Kota Ibushi, and right. he's not going to sign, a, he's not gonna sign a, a long-term deal with Anybody? With nobody <laughs> so, Right so like If you want to come in it's obviously going to be him Working a number of dates or whatever else And whatever else he needs to get over what uh, Whatever you know match or Angle he's doing so um, Like it, If You know there kind of is a big seven right now um, In New Japan And All Elite Has you know tentacles on Three of them so it's like this Ring of Honor thing, like, is gonna have to. Uh, hey, say, like it, the, say it like, like you said New it. Japan relationship, whatever, like,
1: huh? Say it like you said it.
0: Oh yeah, like you fucking like, like oh yeah, they're gonna fuck around and spite themselves. God, forgot what I said, but like yeah, they're gonna they fuck need, around and spite themselves. They're gonna need to get down you, or, or lay down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like because like the way this thing is going, like, if you get let them do this, you're obviously gonna get days at Ring of Honor too with these guys. So it's like. Is it really worth it for you to spite yourselves out of like doing, you know, a square garden in a year from now, like, you know, doing like a 2,000 seat stadium for WrestleMania weekend or arena or whatever, like, go from that to that? Like, you really want to, you really want to do that in a year just for, just to spite yourselves? Like, that's not, that, I mean, that doesn't sound like good business to me, but whatever. Yes, y'all.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I listened to Tony Khan on uh, All Elite, uh, from all, the president of All Elite Wrestling, um, on uh Xbox show. And he sounds like he's obviously got some ambitious plans. He's uh, been a longtime fan like everyone else. And it looks like he's going to be the quote-unquote Vince McMahon of this thing uh, as the head of creative and all that. It's just real interesting, though. It's like the guy, he is a GM for Fulham FC. He runs the analytics department, or he's a has a major role in the Jaguars, and then he's going to have this wrestling thing. I wonder who else is going to be doing creative with them. There were early reports that the Bucks were going to be the bookers, but we don't know. I think a lot is still up in the air and all that. But um, as far as other people here uh, on you know AEW, uh, you got Hangman Page, young guy that they obviously believe in, and they offered him main roster money in WWE to go to NXT and and be like a top star there. And he was like, no, I'm good chief. Um, the bucks were offered the ability to produce being the elite for the WWE network. Supposedly AJ Styles level WWE champion money, uh, for those guys and the weirdest thing of them all, which sounds like a trap. The six month window, from their time their contract begins that they can leave if they don't like their booking, I don't know, man, like and then obviously the bucks turn that down, and that sounds that sounds ridiculous,
0: yeah, I agree, and that's the first thing that's exactly what I said because if it's a three year deal that's thirty six months, you know the amount of damage you could do to somebody and their brand in the matter in a matter of thirty six months, like in thirty months. Like for you to do that is is like, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that Vince would pay these dudes a million plus a piece to fuck them up on purpose. That I mean I don't think Vince even Vince is that fucking what? stupid, right? They, they, they did that to Alberto what? Del Kill Rio. Real. I know, I know. <laughs> Let me finish first, at least, right? My point is, if you're going to if you're going to promise these things to them and give them that kind of rub, right? The last person we've had that we've seen to have that kind of build coming in is AJ. And look, they booked AJ like shit at points with these with these weird finishes or whatever else, but AJ still right now, as of right now, still the top merch seller in the company. So I, I just have a hard time imagining them. Like when you have matches with the Usos, the New Day, the Bar available, um, the revival, um, and any other tag teams that come around, like maybe they bring up you know, maybe part of the idea was we bring up Strong and O'Reilly, and they start having classics, right? Oh, you know, or they do an angle where they get, you know, they they uh, they basically assemble the Bullet Club or some version of it, right? Right. I have a hard time that they, I have hard time imagining that that's what they do over the first six months that they're still around because you have to do it over six months, and it involves WrestleMania that you build all that stuff during the biggest time of the year, and then after that, decide to put the screws to them then. Like, oh, so you mean to tell me that you made somebody stars and then you decide to screw them up? Okay. Like, you've done it before. Like, look at Strowman right now. But nobody's going to be looking at, nobody's going to be able to pull the whole, like, ah, see, they couldn't work on the main roster. Sami Zayn just couldn't work on the main roster. Bailey couldn't work on the main roster. Who, You know, whoever else that was a great wrestler, they couldn't work on the main roster because they only got over at a certain level here at this smaller smaller pond. You already got them over. All we're going to say is you can't book like shit. You can't book worth shit, Vince. So, like, for me, it's like that. From that perspective, I I, I just can't see them screwing up. <laughs> but what I will say is if you or them, and your perspective is all you know is you know what their TV looks like, you know how all these guys are just everybody's the same. They're all 50 50 booking nobody feels special after a certain amount of time, except for, like, the very... Like, the handful of acts that are protected. Then, then yeah, I can definitely see how you're... Your they creatively shackled, like, 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 think, like guys in WWE. Think, is, think of how long it took until the AJ Styles went at SummerSlam for us to for us to feel like... At least me. To feel like AJ Styles is actually getting, like... Getting his due. Like, as opposed to, oh, he has a great match with your golden boy, and fucking loses. Or, oh, like... You go out there the next week, or you go out there the next month, and then he gets kicked in the nuts for a DQ. You're making a no DQ match. He gets count, or he wins a countout, uh, and then you're making a no countout match. Or vice versa. I think it's the way it was flipped. And then, like when it, and, you know, he beats him twice, even though those are lame ass non-finishes. And then when it's the final, really, uh, the real fall, he loses, and it's like, where does he go from here? And then they game the Cena win. So I was like, okay, finally, like you, you validated all of these times he was, you know. On the ledge of be- getting into all the way over, and then you just kept plugging the brakes on them. Like, I I think that, and that's the last guy they've actually like made into a. That's a little Strowman too, if that's but I mean like someone that's a free agent that came in. AJ's the last guy, so um, Vulnerable. I definitely I definitely feel like that six month window thing. Like, there's some validity to like the six month window thing, but for me, it's just, like anybody knows that like in wrestling. You can fuck somebody up in six months with ease. You fuck someone up in six weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, hell, hell, you can fuck somebody up in one day. Finn Bauer after he beat AJ at Battleground uh, 2017.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're the Bucks, you got this idea, like either change the industry, you're a position of power in this upstart company, you're going to be making all your money. You don't have to sacrifice your merchandise empire. You're Witcher homeboys. It's not close. Like I, I think you know, you you choose AEW. Um, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred, the only time, you only thing you would go to WWE for is like, all right, I feel like I'm breaking down, I feel like I'm old or something like that. And by that time, like they, like literally, WWE is always going to be there. But if you can start this thing and you're successful, do it. Like, <laughs> like you're still going to have like th- this name to whatever level.
0: Yeah, I mean, my thing is like. Either way, whatever they did, I would have been cool with. But, like, you know, because especially, like, you, um, not necessarily the Young Bucks thing, but, like, as far as the Cody thing, like, Cody's a person that got out and bet on himself and it paid off big time, right? And I'm always had a, I've always had an admiration for people that are able to have such a belief in themselves to say that, no, fuck that. My situations are fucked up. It's, it's not it's not, it's not not that I'm not good enough. It's that my situations aren't good enough. And I'm going to show and show, prove that. And he did. Um, but the thing for me was that, like, regardless of whatever they did, I was go- good for them because they're going to be making more money than they were before. Whatever, and they've done a lot of they've done a lot of good work. Everybody is from angles to being the elite to the matches. Like two thousand two thousand eighteen was a great year for them, and they deserve whatever they they got as far as uh, the, the pay raise they got at either AEW or or WWE. So I was going to be happy for them McGrawless. Like for me, you know. I, honestly, like if they were on WWE, it'd be more it'd be more more convenient for me because then I have to watch the extra show, right? But <laughs> um But you move that to the side, like either way, um I felt like either either option was good for them. That's how that's kinda how I felt.
1: Yeah, I you know, I saw a Walter debut and I think Voices of Wrestling put out a tweet. It's like I'm just tired of it. Like they own everybody. Like, <laughs> right. and it's just like, it's time for, oh. it's it's time for another major league promotion. Like they've got dudes yep. stacked in their, their uh, developmental. The talent has finally caught up to what it was 20 years ago when it closed. It was always convenient for WWE to be this on top industry, this, this, this fucking untouchable thing for all these years. while essentially the scene, the wrestling world had to rebuild itself around there. It's taken twenty years, but they're overflowing with talent like everywhere. Like there and, should and be also, more than one major promotion in America.
0: Yeah. And also the thing that helps is the fact that like the technology is able to where um we can use we can see the rest of the world and see the talent that the rest of the world has and right. see that person X, Y, and Z they're all stars. We need to figure out a way to get them together. <clears> and um in a way like it may have been like this a decade ago. I mean, obviously it wasn't, but like we may have been closer to this a decade ago. If we had what we had technology, technolog- technologically. So that's also, that's also a big factor in it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But let's go to some of these questions uh, we got sent in and then we'll wrap this show up. Uh, Jeremy said thoughts on the takeover main event. I'm thinking, seeing ratings all over the board. I think me and James are both at four and a half. Um, it yeah. definitely could have went a little higher and, I don't know if Coffee was like like I said I I wasn't under the impression that Joe Coffee was ever going to beat Pete Dunn but um <laughs> I think if you're calling this this main event a dud I I, I think you should seek help Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, good... like sure, like know. they fucked up Who's a couple things and you know they fell off the top rope which was a bad look and it just looked like comedy at 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 a certain point but I t- for me that doesn't take away. From all everything else that I enjoyed in the match, so yeah, I agree. Um, Ricky said, "What was your favorite match from Takeover and why?"
0: Oh my! Oh, um, my favorite match was the, was a tag match. Um, I just like I don't know what it is with like these N- "quote unquote" NXT tag teams, whether it's um, <sighs> whether it's Alpha. Or it's the revival, or it's DIY, or um, or it's undisputed, or it's mustache. But like, honestly, like some of the best like tag teams I've ever seen have in tag team matches have came out of like this like three year run of NXT. Um, and I and I I watched a lot of wrestling when I was younger, and like
1: it didn't look like this. just
0: don't compare. And no, nah, it just didn't. And like. Even the New Day Uso stuff, which like I love and I think, you know, that's one of my favorite feuds of all time. Like, they don't wrestle how they wrestle. Like they're do, you know, they're going to mile a minute, spots everywhere, or whatever else. And I mean, there are there are a lot of similarities, but like the clear the clear line of the heel of phase <laughs> dynamic to adds to these matches or something that Uso don't really have in their matches because everybody loves both of them, right? Yeah. So like that's kind of that kind of makes it hard even when one's playing healing and the other one isn't. But um so like down there or really up there, up there in in, in developmental, yes yeah. they you're able to, you're able you're adding layers to it and it makes you it makes you love it, like, you know it it And I think <sighs> it comes
1: from like the generations. It was also my favorite match too, Ricky, because like okay. and, and this is the reason where and I've wanted to talk about this for a while actually, like there's always a question of why are there so many good matches from like 2016 forward, essentially when the, the, the scale exploded and all that. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, look at what's going on. Everyone's getting to watch each other. Everyone's getting to learn from each other. These guys are able to process this and put it into their styles quicker than ever before. It's not like there's, Mm -hmm. there's no technology. Not only are the fans seeing it, the wrestlers are seeing it as well. It's like, yeah. Wrestling should be better now. Like and it's only it only should get better the more you, you the the easier that it's uh more accessible, you should we should be able to see more teams pop up like this and more great wrestlers pop up. The only thing now is that they're going to get snatched up so quick because there's just such a bidding war for talent, but we're at this perfect point right now where these great great matches have been happening on a consistent basis with like them not all being able to be absorbed in the WWE yet, and it's mm-hmm. still happening because everyone still has eyes everywhere. the The landscape hasn't changed
0: enough yet uh, for that to be possible. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think I think it also helps that if you know that you have a big match coming up. You're able to sit down and plan these things out and think about things in a way that, like, you frankly just cannot do in WWE on the main roster working a main roster schedule, when you're just trying to stay awake and drive your ass from drive your ass around a damn loop of you know between three states uh, for a week. Um, like you know, given where we are with house shows, we probably should consider getting rid of a lot of these house shows so that people can more or less focus on their big matches for that week. Or that, or that month, or what, or that section of a run, or whatever, as opposed to what we're doing here. And, and like, you can't tell, like, you just cannot tell me that there's not a difference between the guys that are at in in Orlando area. That all they got to do is get their ass up, take their ass to the uh, PC, and in between time, work out. Eat right. Watch all the wrestling that they that they have the t- free time to, because they're not driving from place to place to place all the time. Granted, they're driving through to sit through Florida, uh, but still at the same time, that's Florida. That's Florida. That where it's like you can get you can in Orlando, you can reach you can the North, anywhere, you can reach quick. the count. Yeah, you can get from my from Orlando. You can get from Miami uh-huh. to Tallahassee, in and it's inside of four hours, right? As opposed, and you're, there's also you're, there's less pressure on you to do all this other stuff as opposed to being on the road, having me on planes and like, I, I feel like they're able to watch more stuff and digest it. And then ask stuff. And also a lot of this stuff is like a lot of the people that are in NXT, frankly, have have uh, not frankly, everyone knows this, have a lot more experience than a lot of the people that are being, being relied on, on the main roster. And that's also another part of it too is like you have the experience factor you have them watch yeah you know, them being able to have um more time to think about their matches you have them more time to actually look at other stuff around the world and how see what got over it where and how they could try to um incorporate things into what they're trying to do you're right like that's that's always they're always like, going that's why wrestling's like, at the level unless- that it is now. Unless they book, unless they book ridiculously NXT or NXT UK, they're always going to be a step ahead of the main roster.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> um, Dan Coffin says. Speaking of the main roster, will we ever see a Lars Sullivan match on one of the main roster shows? Um, I know Lars had some issues. I guess like he had an anxiety attack. Um, and he was supposed to debut. And we didn't even talk about the rumored Lars Sullivan, John Cena match, which sounds like a disaster. Uh, and I really don't even want to, we'll save that for uh,
0: another show. But is it, look, is it last man standing? I can get behind Lars seen the last man standing. I saw him versus Umaga, right? I got, I, wow. I know John Cena can have a good last man standing match. I've seen plenty of them, but oh. can, uh, can uh, we uh, just uh, have regular, John Cena go hey, for regular, 17? Fuck. That's, well yeah, that I mean, you know, a, that against Brian, AJ again because uh Joe because the promos would be in fucking credible. Um but, uh Drew because Drew just went out there and used Sheeta as yeah. like Yeah, he called a shot on the dude and they just had a regular they didn't even have a match. They just like let it let the shit just slide. Like all of those things would be things that immediately come off as things that would make for better television and a honestly a more attractive uh program then this guy that literally has from you know whatever they, they debut him probably the rumble from the rumble to wrestlemania to get himself over to where someone actually believed that he could beat john cena um i'm sorry he ain't i don't i don't
1: I don't believe it
0: unless unless he's unless he is the next Brock Lesnar. He's been sandbagging and developmental, like how Brock did at OVW. Yeah, and he actually is about to be Brock Lesnar. I don't see it. Now, you tell me what the odds are that he's a, that he's a kind of athlete like he has to look. But you tell me that he's the kind of athlete that Brock Lesnar is because I don't. I, I doubt that. Uh, I very much doubt.
1: that. I, I don't know. He, he's. He... If you guys haven't, like, if you've never seen Lars Sullivan live in person, you don't get it. Like, he looks a certain, like, he looks big on TV, right? But he looks even bigger in person. So he's going to get every chance. Um, yeah. to, And he's also, you know, from scratch or the homegrown guys. So, you know, they, they get a certain amount of protection, too. I,
0: I, w- I would say for anybody that wants to see, like, what, what good Lars could be, potentially, I would say to look at – um. I would see to look at all the stuff he did because um, they showcased everybody in that match. Uh, a North American ladder match at uh, Takeover New Orleans that will help you out. And let you know that like he can be, he can be highlighted. and he, he does some things or whatever else and whatever he's not just a, he's not a stiff. I don't think I don't believe him to be a stiff at all. Um, you look at his match against Alistair Black. Granted, he's gonna have that terrible botch on it, but like I thought that he, I thought that he uh, showed more than what I thought he could even do then at that point in time. And then watched the the tri- uh, the the Keith Lee match from maybe like a month ago um, on NXT TV. That was a great house match. Um,
1: was it? Like, I, I hope fact, it's better than the one I saw in person at the house show because that shit was horrible. Oh, like, <laughs>
0: well, I, don't about, I don't like, all I know is like I really enjoyed that match and I thought like. Like after that, I think I end up at, talking to um Josh because uh, he called me after that and I said, like, you know, I'm thinking that me and I mean, Rich need to add a category called Hoss Match of the Year so we can just so we can nominate that match. That's how much I like that match. <laughs> so like so there so there is good Lars there. The problem is like it, and he's just not on the level of the guys that are like the top seven in NXT or whatever, top nine once you if you want to throw in. It makes a whole um, system Riddle look, and, look fluky. Riddle and Lee with, yeah. And and but the thing is like I think he has room to grow. I'm not sure. I don't know how much wrestling he's done. I don't I don't know exactly how old he is, but like he's 30. if he's if he's he's 30, 30. How, and how long has he been wrestling for? Is it is he like a fresh out of, out of out of the PC person?
1: He has been in the PC since the end of two thousand fourteen, I believe.
0: So he probably hasn't had that many matches. Yeah. Like I think he might be a person that like 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 much like Braun. You give him a year on the main roster, you give him some matches on the on road shows or whatever, more matches than he was even getting into PC or, or getting supervised matches in front of no audience. You probably can, you probably get, will have room to grow and get better in a year. Um, how good will he be? I don't think he'll end up becoming a great, I don't think he will be fucking Bret Hart, but, <laughs> but I think he, beca- I think he can be a good, a good wrestler. And also like, he's a person that can actually talk. I don't know how much you want to talk cause he looks like a monster, but like, there is some upside there. um. I But my thing is, like, you're going to get John Cena, probably going to get beat. So then it's like, oh, yeah, we built a monster on two, in two months, two, three months, and we beat him. And then what?
1: You already know what it is.
0: Like, <laughs> like, like I mean, like, I, you know, me, you talked about Lars, like, uh, maybe a few months ago. It's was like, what is his upside? His upside at the very best is, like, he's Rusev. Like, he's that 2014 Rusev. Um, but, like, what happens? That once he has that big loss and loses, then all bets <clears> are off.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dan also had another question. Will you try to attend the AEW show in Jacksonville? You're damn right. You already know. Um.
0: Was that a Saturday or a Sunday?
1: They, they haven't put a date
0: on it yet. Okay, well, I, when we found out the date, then, yeah, like, um... We'll see. And the last question. Like, I'm sure I'm sure you'll go, but like I maybe. Like for me it's like it's a maybe. Like I I like watching a lot of my wrestling like on TV as opposed to in the building. But that is a solid it, it, point. It, it, it,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like I will never go to a WrestleMania when I I can just watch it on T V. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, going to a fucking dome, like, uh, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I'm straight, bro. Feel like you way the fuck up there. Um last question, uh, Kiki Marshall said, What were your thoughts regarding the Nigel McGuinness special? I thought this thing was very well done. There was a a a a small element of WWE saviorship going on here. But this makes you realize like you if if you guys weren't familiar with Nigel McGuinness's career, I've only heard of him in passing. I didn't get a chance to watch his career or anything. It sounds like, you know, he was great and all that, but like you just see him and you're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you know, dude had his career ended and all that." But then this is a reminder that almost everyone in WWE has a story that you can tell. Right. And it's like right. It can be heartwarming. You can talk about anyone's trial and not even WWE. Everyone in life has a story they can tell this guy got, you know, all the bad luck in the world happened to him. Like he randomly gets hepatitis B and no one else does uh, around him. He has to deal with his bicep and WWE says your biceps fixed. Or, or broken, and his doctor says, no, his, your bicep is fine, and obviously this you know sounds familiar with WWE's medical staff out here disagreeing with other doctors, but we're not even going to get on to that. Um I've really enjoyed the documentary, and it painted him in this, this picture, and all it did was get him more over and be a more credible voice when you're watching NXT UK, and also NXT, and it shows how he's looked up to, how he's valued, and... He's really fucking good at his job. Like
0: I loved it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Keep him off the main roster, though. Yeah, he's on the main roster. Yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna, they're, you know, you already know what it is. Like they're going to graves him. They're going to Renee him. Like the second you go into one of these things with, with, with uh, this man in your ear, get motherfucking you every two, two to five minutes. Like you just immediately become worse at your job. Like. Like he's he's place, also like, on the whole, fresh suit all-stars. That whole commentary, that whole commentary situation is just toxic. Like awesome. nobody like no one gets better, everyone always gets worse. Everybody anybody ever had some type of um some type of potential like it gets completely crushed and ruined. Same thing for interview announcer, the interviewers too. Like nobody nobody's allowed to actually like help the crowd from a narration standpoint of of being credible. Just just this is it's just it hurts, and it literally hurts the show, but they They think it helps, or they or they don't care. And it's like, I don't know, like, y'all clearly aren't watching the same shows that I'm watching. Like, y'all are clearly like, this is our direction, this is what we we're planning, and then it looks like what you thought as opposed to watch it with fresh eyes, because when you watch it fresh eyes, it stinks.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, they, it was interesting that they touched on, you know, his friendship with Dan O'Brien, and had yeah. Brian in the in the documentary talking about I never wanted to come to WWE like <laughs> I just just fucking could you know Dilla Gaff Brian and this was his hair was shorter so I imagine this they they filmed this stuff a while ago probably when he wasn't cleared so you know Daniel Bryan just say some shit you know like normal
0: Yeah yeah I, um Yeah man I I think I think the Brian thing really helps because you know they had all they. How many matches did they have in Ring Honor? They had a few, right? I, I think they were career rivals. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, I wasn't watching Ring Honor then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't even watching wrestling then. So, like, for me, like, I definitely, I, I, I think it definitely helped. Um, I need to watch. I think to watch more of it. I only watched like bits and pieces because you know playoffs were going on. But um, playoffs? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get around to it and, I, yeah, and I I think you know. I think we got to use more of the stuff that they do with like the network stuff. If the network stuff was as if I'm sorry, if the television was as good as the network stuff, no, one would, I mean there will be complaints, but like no one would be talking about how like the show is fundamentally flawed cuz like all the stuff they do on the network is excellent. Like the documentaries, chronicle, um the TV, I uh, the 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 specials, like it's all great. It's just it's is, is too much of Vince getting in the way, changing his mind on shit. Like, and, or, or oh, what about this? Oh, that happened two weeks ago. No, it doesn't matter. Move on. No we one gotta, will remember that shit. You gotta get, the, yeah, like, and baby faces and, and and good people are ass, or good people are smucks to get screwed over, so you have to have some, you have to have an edge to yourself to be ready to seize every opportunity because, you know, like, pe- because nationally, like, yeah, cutthroat, like, it's just, he, I think he needs a better needs to take a sit back, and have a better understanding of like what makes a good person, and think about that, and then like, and then also a, a good person is not also a damn dummy, and then yep. and then like recalibrate on what his ideas or what he wants a baby face to be is. And don't give me this, oh, you know, shades of gray, pal, bullshit. It ain't shades of gray. It's not like you guys have are bad at making baby faces, and you've been bad at making baby faces for uh for, since I've been back watching, except for like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. And Becky Lynch and the people that I named are all people that like got over in spite of what you were trying to do, not because of what you <laughs> did. Like Becky Lynch was supposed to be a heel, Daniel Bryan was supposed to be a mid Carter and moved on. Uh, CM Punk was supposed to be a heel. That's be a heel promo when he said that like the WWE better when this is dead. Well, you know, like it turned into a, it turned into the pipe bomb promo and it yeah. just helped it helped you know make one of the best pay per views all time. So. I mean, seriously, I didn't really not really like think about that. Um, and also, you know, and also added with that is speaking of the documentary thing. The reason why I went all about to get to that point was, everybody had a story. Like, I'm talking to you about this for for a while now. Especially it pissed me off when it came to how bad um, the women's division was uh, last year. Yeah, it's just like these like they do this for sure with everybody but with the women when the ancillary divisions like the women's division or the tag division they definitely cut steps on even on even any uh develop develop, uh, character development or like letting you know or establish them as a as more than just a person with a look and a tagline to match their gimmick or whatever else and i think like people would feel a lot would be more into uh, the characters and the carries be more over if you actually heard their stories. Like, you know, um, we know Charlotte as, you know, Charlotte's been around for forever. We don't know Charlotte. We don't know anything about Charlotte. I mean, and granted <laughs> it's a TV show, what have you, but like, we don't even know her personality from week to week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, she and was. she's been, the, she's been the ace of the division for three fucking years.
1: <clears throat> yeah. She's a special case right now. I think, I think Charlotte. She what it they're doing with her good. is just she's in care, she's in rehab. Like we we cannot but, get Char- let Charlotte get left behind. Like that's that's what but, they're doing
0: with her. Yeah, but but the thing for me is like it helps that like she's been the most she's been one of the protected five people. There are a handful of people that I was talking about like a, a, earlier in the earlier in the show about like there's a few people and everybody else are like mid carters, right? Right. Fifty fifty people. Like she it helps that she's been one of those people that have been protected. And it also helps that um she's been spotlighted in the showcase over and over, and also that she's damn good. The thing is, like, but there is no real character for her for... And it's been, like, way for years now. Like, when she showed up on SmackDown after, after WrestleMania 33, like, she turned face wide because she decided to show up to SmackDown and slum it. Like, that's... Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. We appreciate like, you decided to come off so the health age. that, that, show. that, that first,
1: it was like she was a heel, and then she had the match with Naomi. Then some baby faces whooped both of their ass, and then Charlotte was a good guy. Like, that that was it. Like, she
0: didn't, But the thing is, she didn't make a save. She nothing. didn't, like, come out and say, I've been doing things wrong. or knowledge, like, her way of doing things wrong, and or she's had a change of heart. None of that. Look, she just her manager was wasn't like,
1: stealing her money. Nothing like that. Like,
0: yeah. There, there was there was no situation, so like that's the reason why like you know, you come up against it and like the Becky thing happens, and Becky has that perfect story of, she did all this work, bust her ass, beat all these people, and then clean the middle with her move, and then her friend comes behind her and screws her over, and then she like slaps her. Of course, people want to relate to gonna like relate to Becky because she got screwed over. By her own friend at that, as opposed to we're supposed to feel bad for for Charlotte because her friend can't understand that like it's that <laughs> Charlotte's going to always get a birthday and Becky ain't supposed to ever have a damn birthday. She's supposed to just play her, know her role and shut her mouth like a jabroni, right? Nah. So like, the thing is like if you so like quick with, with Charlotte, right? Charlotte is the Charlotte is a daughter of the greatest ever, right? And there's a lot of pressure on her. And even though there's a lot of pressure on her, she's been able to succeed in spite of all the pressure that's on her because she's outstanding. Like, they never even tell that kind of story. Like, um, Becky's story. We didn't know Becky's story until Chronicle. Becky's story is incredible. But at least, like, she got something on TV, like, that a lot of other people just don't happen to get. Like, like you said, everybody has a story. And if you told these stories... People would actually give a damn. Like I remember I wanna say sometime between it was in between um SummerSlam or in between um Brooklyn four and War Games two. And it was as Lorcan and Birch came back because uh Lurkin had just or uh Oni uh yeah, Lorcan had, oh yeah. had just yeah, she had she broken over the bone because Roddy needed him in the face during that match. and uh, during the Master Lives, by the way. But he talked about like the trials and tribulations to get to be back here, and that they're not going to stop until they got to got the titles. And it's like, why is it that I care more about an NXT tag team than anybody on the Raw division on the tag team division? Why? <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, all you have to do is show like a five minute video to get people to, to have some to, to people to empathize with these characters or feel some feel some for these characters besides like they're just bodies on my screen, and they don't even bother. More times than not, and you feel, and you just think like, "Well, why are we here then?" Like you, you talk about you want to make movies and all this other shit, and you, it's not just wrestling, sports, entertainment. And you like talk about it's the re, you know the and remember the reality era, the, remember some of that like throw some of that, re, throw some of that throw some of that documentary reality you have and helps get these some people some <clears throat> some damn pathos.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent agree. But yeah, I I I think those are all the questions that we had. Um that pretty much is going to wrap the show up uh, unless there was something else uh, James that you know that you can think of.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think I think my rant from moving on from Nigel McGinnis and praising Nigel is going to think me like to bury the rest of the of the product the main roster. I think Boy. I think that's a good place to leave it.
1: Boy, that's I, I, I that's that one for the coming. highlight reel right there.
0: <laughs> I I I didn't know this was coming. It this, just came This out.
1: unmitigated burial of the main roster. <laughs>
0: And, and you know it's funny because like this week's our main roster was a damn good week of the main roster. Like we had and we talked about this off air, but we had uh the revival match that was a good match. Like the crowd wasn't into it, but I mean, of course not. Um the six because the, no one has no one knows anything about any any of them. Um you had the six way I'm sorry, the the six man tag when um Seth was like on fire. Um you had the the main event which was a good match. Um you had the on SmackDown you had three great matches or three really good matches. I think two of them are great, like, between the, the tag match with Joe and and and, um, and All Miss and Ray, I thought that match was great. Yeah, the main event, which was a really good match, probably, I mean, I have to say, that has to be Carmelo's best match. And then um the Usos match, with Usos and Bar, like, they've had a bunch of those before, but, like, it was still a... This was one of the better ones amongst the dozen of them that they have, but I, I thought it was a really good week, especially, like, the promos on SmackDown. Like, Raw, obviously, you know, the wonky... You know the Elias versus Corbin, like that's always gonna be a drag. Disaster. Yeah, (laughs) Strowman, Hogan coming back, that's always gonna be a problem. But like, compared to what we were getting like three, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, light years, light years ahead. Like, so, but do it again.
1: That's that's all I'm gonna say to him. Do it again.
0: Keep up, keep up up the work. Keep up what you've been doing like this week and move and transition and keep building to get us to, because we're two weeks away from Royal Rumble, have a kick-ass Royal Rumble, and go from there. Like, you had a great Royal Rumble last year, do it again.
1: Yeah, don't fuck off, uh, because we will come get you. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, Um, that's going to wrap the show up. Thank you guys for um, uh, watching here on the the Twitter and all that, and, of course, listening to us here on One Nation Radio. Uh, It has been brought to my attention that I am a heel on this show. So uh, I've made for the— Yeah, I, I guess I am a heel uh, on this show. So So who's the baby face? I I don't know, but I've decided. I am going to turn baby face this year. So for 2019,
0: oh, you know. Oh, 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 okay. You okay. Know,
1: I will be okay, a good Tama. guy, you know, like like Tama Tonga, you know. Okay. I will be a good guy here on this show. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys uh, fuck with us on all the uh, platforms that you see uh, on the video here, and also if you are um, rating and reviewing, however you want to do that, we definitely want to see your comments. We want to know, like you know, what you're uh, enjoying about the show, what you don't like about the show, blah blah blah. As long as you don't come kicking that fuck shit. So
0: <laughs> that sounds real sincere. You know, blah blah blah. blah. Oh, you know. whatever. Whatever your complaints are, we need to hear. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you
1: know, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh,
0: anything else, James? For we roll up out of here. Uh, no. Nah, just um, you know, more and more than so like we said earlier. Like, had a good week last week. Keep it up.
1: Can't wait for AEW to to, to put some more news out. You know, scratching. You know, oh, we didn't talk about Neville uh, in AEW, yes, uh, or Pac. Um, yeah, fucking yeah, the, the the king is back. So <laughs> I can't wait for this Pac Omega match. Run it.
0: 2017. 2017, a wrestler of the year until he decided to in October of that year. So yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, WWE. He was he was the main roster. He was on that level. He absolutely was. And um, I haven't I, I haven't seen him wrestle um since. Like, I, I'm glad that he's like back on the mainland in a place where I can watch him wrestle. Like, I need to I need to get in the Dragon Gate. Like, all these damn wrestling fans have to try and follow now, man. Like, I used to only watch WWE just so I can I can just watch one thing and enjoy it. But like, it's been so you know roller coastery that like now I have to, you know go experience this go world to, go to NXT go to stardom go to New Japan you know now apparently I'm about to look into some dragon game mm-hmm. cherry pick there so look, go, go you es- know go in the ring of honor. Go experience this world you know. Yeah. Oh god the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But anyway that's gonna wrap minute. yeah that's gonna wrap the show up. Uh we'll holla at y'all. Peace.
0: Later. Thank you for listening to One Nation Radio. We'll see you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership.